Welcome to Season 11 of Retrain Your Brain with me, Chartered Psychologist Dr. Audrey Tang. As usual, it's about 10 minutes on my couch to reframe life's little questions. How did you cope during the petrol shortage? I was looking at all of these headlines saying there's enough petrol in the UK, but realistically, I did wonder where it was because I couldn't fill up my car. And the problem was I had to decide whether to leave my safety net and find a petrol station further afield in the hope there would be petrol there. Otherwise, I'd be using up what little petrol I had. So this began to remind me of the toilet paper incident. But also, I wanted to release this podcast now because... I've been hearing about the Walker's crisps shortage and a potential turkey shortage. So I thought I'd talk a little bit about panic buying. So what is it to start with? Well, largely it's a response to fear. That fear might be fear of missing out. It might be genuine need. It might be anxiety exacerbated by really what has been a very difficult 18 months to two years. And that fear may not even be real. The only real reason to panic buy, and in this case, it's probably just called buying, perhaps is if you've been past four petrol stations, for example, and you really do need to stop at the next and join that queue because otherwise you're going to be walking home and then walking to work the next day. So in the same way as panic buying toilet paper isn't necessarily going to stop any form of pandemic, panic buying petrol is also not going to solve the global problem of the HGV driver shortage. But in our own little world, achieving that moment of buying petrol can give us a sense of control. Control brings us calm. The brain is responsible for our survival. As such, the brain doesn't like being placed under threat. When it feels threatened, the natural physiological response is to get anxious, is to send the message to the rest of our body that there's a threat here and we need to prepare to fight it or run away from it. When we feel afraid, because that sensation is unpleasant, we will often take action to alleviate it. And Sometimes those behaviours can include the less helpful and less healthy soothing behaviours such as drinking, recreational drugs, risky sexual encounters. But when it comes to panic buying, there is actually a very safe, effective and simple way to alleviate the fear. Buying that product. And so there we have the irony. And certainly when I was asked to talk about panic buying on various media, I found myself thinking, well, I teach take effective action all the time. And now I'm wondering whether I'm a contributor to this problem. Fear makes us focused on how do I reduce this sensation? This can often mean it makes us behave irrationally. And ultimately, fear does make us selfish. It's actually understandable because we believe the resources are scarce. The brain is there to help us survive. We are simply trying to survive. Now, 
The wider problem when it comes to panic buying, and I'm using petrol as the example, is when people have been able to rationalise their fear and to think, well, I don't need petrol just yet, I can wait. But the panic buyers who did not need petrol, and admittedly, I cannot pass judgment on what is need for you and what isn't, okay? I would say that I hope somebody who has enough petrol for emergencies would be sensible and think, well, I work from home, so I don't need to fill up right now. But that's the problem. Is it really panic if there's really a need? So I'm not passing judgment. But the point is, your situation is you've rationalised your fear, you are thinking, I don't need petrol just yet, I can wait. But the panic buyers have now bought out the stock. And so there's nothing left. So now, is it fair to say that the person who now needs petrol, whose experience of driving around four courts has taught you that there's no petrol and who is now genuinely feeling anxious, is it really fair to say this feeling of panic is just in your head? I would say it probably isn't. It's probably very, very real. Your fear is now real. Your need is now real. I do want to add, just in terms of panic buying, is that Edmund King, president of the AA, said of Northamptonshire Petrol, yes, there were occasional delays in deliveries over the recent weeks leading up to the petrol shortage, but they were managed with hardly anybody noticing. So whilst I talk about panic buying, really, I am talking about the need to reflect on our own behaviours. So I want to give you some tips to manage anxiety. And the first question to ask yourself is, has something changed to increase the level of your anxiety? If you are feeling compelled to panic buy and have not done so in the past, maybe it's also time to reflect on what has changed for you. It is perfectly reasonable to be more anxious now than you were 18 months ago. And this in turn can make that drive to alleviate those feelings of fear far more pronounced. And so if that's true for you, it can be worth trying to identify if there are things which might have caused that unease, which you haven't been able to process. And certainly there is never any shame in reaching out for help if this is the case. Ask yourself before you panic by whatever that thing is, turkeys or petrol or toilet paper or Walker's crisps, do I realistically need it right now? And if you have no plans to use that particular thing, then actually consider whether it's worth balancing out the extra time and expense that it might cost you to go looking for that desired purchase against waiting it out. But as I said, only you can decide that. And then have a plan B. Be aware that, say, when it comes to turkeys, there may be a shortage. So what are you going to do instead? Are you going to then spend Christmas upset about it and add to the already anxious feelings that you haven't been able to get that turkey by complaining about it and being upset and potentially creating an air of negativity around what could be a really positive, lovely event? Or are you going to say, well, actually, you know what, this hasn't worked out the way I wanted it to, but I do have a plan B. I can do something else instead. I mean, I know that last year my Christmas didn't turn out to be exactly what I thought it would be. And actually, I embraced the fact that it would be quite different. I mean, my dad was in hospital, which was unexpected. And then he caught COVID, diagnosed on Christmas Day in hospital. He caught COVID in hospital. And 
certainly when I went round looking for um, turkey, even just the turkey slices, there wasn't any left. So I think I ended up having pork uh, planned. And then a very, very dear friend of mine brought round a meal because being in Northamptonshire, this was before everybody else was completely locked down. We were still able to visit each other. And I thought that was just really kind and really lovely. And so having that plan B, being able to know that I have got something else to do can really help. It can help manage the emotional impact the problem is going to have. And it might even leave us open to be pleasantly surprised. So I do understand that it is not just up to us when it comes to things like shortages. I do understand that perhaps the government and the media can do things about that. It can be a case of not putting out a stop panic buying message because actually what will happen is people will hear, oh, panic buying and then look for the product and then the news starts generating itself. But actually what might be more advisable is if people can come up with a plan to avoid the panic in the first instance, the manageable element of the situation. It's really important to also remember that when a decision is actually made, we forget that there could have been lots of different things that could have happened. And actually we end up focusing only on what did happen. So, what I would like to do, and I appeal to anybody who might have an answer for me, is to reflect on the toilet paper shortage, the petrol shortage, the Walker's crisps shortage, the potential turkey shortage. And let me know, if people didn't panic, what happened? And that's all we have time for. But for more, do check out my website, www.draudreyt.com, which has links to my YouTube channel where I've got loads of practical tips. Or join me on Tuesday nights at 9pm on NLive Radio for the Wellbeing Lounge, where I talk to tons of amazing guests on everything to do with mental health and fitness. That's www.nliveradio.com. <laughs>